Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I want to hear your stories. I want to share your stories. So good afternoon. It's Delene Allen. Network equals net worth is the podcast you're listening to today. I got to tell you, I'm excited to introduce you to WAPA Alam the founder of One Frame Production Company based in Canada, also a journalist and TV anchor with 20 years experience in journalism between print, TV media, radio, and digital media. Extensive experience as a TV, uh, senior TV anchor and program broadcaster, presented a range of political and social talk shows. She's an expert in international news coverage, and Gulf Affairs, have written a number of articles in this regard, wide range of knowledge in international politics. She has conducted many television interviews with many decision makers, politicians, and thinkers, passionate about writing on women's development issues. Years of experience working on social programs, shows in Bahrain, and then worked in Lebanon for nine years on a news channel that is one of the most important news channels in the Middle East. Complete knowledge of all types of journalistic writing and television presentations. Currently, Wafa is managing the One Frame production company. She's a press reporter in Canada with MCD, a long-established international radio station based in France. She's writing articles on Gulf affairs with Alma Adin, net.net, and writing political articles for Woodrow Wilson Center in Washington. She's an active activist in the field of women's empowerment. Let me tell you, this lady might be short in stature, but she is one remarkable woman. Wafa, whenever I meet somebody who has that, that kind of an interesting career, I know that there were some people that played a really big role in setting you on the path that you have chosen. So I'd love to hear about your parents. They sound pretty terrific. Thank you, uh, Dali, for host hosting me today. Um, I'm really happy um, to be your guest uh, in the BNI uh, podcast. Uh, my my father, he's a journalist um, for a long time. Uh, he's a specialized in the culture journalism. And my mom, she's a, a wife house, uh, but she's uh, the one who's always with us and um, he made she made who I am right now I'm here because of her I'm, I'm here because of my mother because of my father because of this balance between them and so tell me at the age of 11 because you knew you wanted to be a journalist didn't you yeah um 
actually because I grew up in this field, my 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 father he's a journalist, and I think like he have a lot of influence on me. Um, and um, to start this desire within me that I want to be a journalist like him, I want to be a journalist and the voice for the minority and for the people, um, and um, I want just to be like a real journalist. So it's really started from the very early age. Still, I remember when my um, uh, father, he bring to me um, a journalism card. It's called A Little Journalist uh, in the newspaper that he uh, was working for. And oh my God, it was like a dream because, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a journalist. I'm, I can do things and I can interview and I can write. So it was really exciting. And uh, yeah, from here I start my dream and just I want to tell you a very small story I was like in in a discussion with my uh, very close friend at that time and we were talking about what's our dream and she said for me that she want to be a doctor and at that time I told her oh everyone want to be a doctor um but I want to be a journalist. And she said for me at that time, uh, no, I want to, I will be a doctor, but you will not be a journalist. And uh, I said for her, no, you will gonna see. And what's happened after all these years, she become a lawyer and I become a journalist. And I was like, always I remember this discussion between me and her when we, when I was like maybe 10 of my age. Wow. And you were fortunate that, that really you got an education with your father that he would take you to interviews, wouldn't he? Yeah. He, he took me uh, with him for every single event, every single interview. So I drink this um, journalistic um, passion from the beginning. I was really... Uh, he, he he put me in the in the ocean of the journalist uh, journalist field so uh, i heard uh, the people how they talk about the culture politics issues from very very early age and i think that's built my personality well and your desire to help people to be a voice for people but the other part by the sounds of things number one your father saw that you had a gift for it he encouraged the gift and it sounds like your mother was behind you a hundred percent tell us how great that support was yeah and my mother she's really um she's really supportive always I feel like she's on my back in any decision I took like um even like in social uh in social level she's with me in my career she's with me always she's here always she's she give me this support that you can do that I'm with you uh I'm I'm supporting you and uh, I think that this is really the main core of my successful journey if i will call what i did is really successful she's the main core of what of my success exactly well you think about it at an early age as female sometimes we're a little hesitant to use a voice but your dad seeing that you had that natural talent taking it to those things so your curiosity could be peaked to realize he was asking the questions to get to the story and the fact that your mom like you said, had your back and encouraged you to follow and pursue your dreams. That's 
pretty, you know, when you have two people cheering you on, Wafa, no wonder you've done so well in life. Yes. Always I said, my mom, she was on my left arm and my dad, he was on my right arm. And they took me uh, to in this journey for to, to the place that I want to be they are always there and yeah, uh, yeah it's really an invaluable things that exactly someone uh, really uh, grow up in that kind of environment exactly exactly so then you went on to study journalism and where did you start your career in journalism um I started my journalism uh, when I was at 19 of age. It was the real, uh, I was really in the field uh, because I was uh, studying and uh, working as a journalist at that time. I started to, uh, as a freelance uh, journalist. And then uh, after three months, uh, they said for me that they want to make a contract with me. Uh, and still I remember that um, I was in the investigation department and he said for me, you are really young, but you are a real journalist and I can see that you have a future. So he was really supportive to me. And yeah, um, I signed my first contract when I was I think 20 uh, wow. years of age yeah but if you think about that because of what your father did to let you shadow what he did you really had 10 years of experience right off the bat yes exactly yeah. Yeah. and I feel like it's really familiar to me I know the people I know the language uh I know this environment, so it was really familiar to me. It's made things easy to me to be really involved and just, you know, uh, I threw myself in the field and, and work. Excellent. Well, and I don't know about you. I love, everybody's got a story to tell, and I love hearing your story, and I hope everybody listening enjoys uh, your story too. But really, I think many times we don't give credit to the people like your parents, because there were likely also other relatives in there, of what an impact they've actually had on our lives. And to me, part of my mission is to make sure that we know where it comes from. And, and your story is just, you, you really, you know, when you have two people cheering you on, Wafa, that's 90% of your success. But what you learn from your dad, I mean, if you think about it, you were 10 years ahead of yourself by the time you were 20 because you'd watched what he'd done in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched, yeah. I watched so many people who, you know, they get their kids out of bed, they get them off to school and everybody's in a big rush. They come home from work and the parents are tired and they're trying to get supper. And you kind of say to your kids, go to school, get a good education so you can do what I do. And they kind of go, why would I want to do that? But you saw the passion that your dad had that, and, and the fact that he encouraged you and then your parents encouraged you kind of go, that is like winning the lotto, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and so you've taken that and just done so much with it. So back well, here, Wafa, we want to hear. So um, you're not from Canada. You found a handsome husband, had two <laughs> beautiful children, and then you decided to come to Canada. How many suitcases did you bring? <laughs> oh, not too much. <laughs> Just um, we decide that we will take what's needed 
and what uh, really mattered to us. And we were um, aware that we are uh, coming to um, a country which is really new to us because I came from the the, the um, uh, West. And um, uh, see, like, um, I feel like with, with life, uh, with the time, I understand that life, it's not easy, but in the same time, I learn how to manage the difficulty and uh, I learn how to um, keep myself on track. So uh, the, the, the most important things that was in our mind when we uh, decide to come to Canada is that um, we want to uh, prepare our kids that we change the, the the place from a place to another place. And it doesn't matter. We don't need to bring all our stuff all the way. We can establish our life uh, again in Canada. And we were so excited. And also my kids, they were really so excited that they oh, we were going to move to Canada. And I was like, okay, <laughs> because we prepared them maybe um, a year ahead before moving to Canada. So all the time we showed them the videos and what's the advantage to coming to Canada and that these things make everything easy to us. Yeah, but still you land here with basically your suitcases. You picked up your whole life. I just in awe of somebody that's brave enough to do that. That's to me, true courage. And so you land here and you really don't know anybody. What are some of the, the things that you found that were helpful to make those connections? I want to add one thing, uh, Dalian. Yeah, I came very light with few suitcases, but I came here with my experience, my career experience, my life experience, my skills. So I think this is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what how many clothes you bring with you, but you bring with you something more valuable than how many cases you have. So yeah, we came here. Um, we don't know anybody. <laughs> we start again from zero. Actually, um, um, the what's happened. It, it's really a long story, but I'll I'll tell you the story like in a, a very short way. Um, I'm a journalist. My husband, he was a journalist as well. So in 2011, uh, uh, people uh, start to go out on the street. They were demanding for um, um, uh, for a democracy and freedom. And uh, after a while, the authority just cracked down the the um, the protest. And uh, my husband, he was an activist, and uh, he was targeted uh, as the other journalist. So we decided to move from as soon as possible from the country. We left the country to UK. We stayed there for six months, and we moved to because uh, I left my son. He was only three months at home, and uh, he didn't get his uh, visa from the UK authority. So we decided then to move to Egypt because we need our son and you know I'm a mother and it was really hard time he's in a country and we are in another country and then so we moved to Egypt we took my son and then we get the job offer in the Mayadeen TV it's now it's become one of the most important TV channel um, uh, in the Middle East and uh, we stayed in Lebanon for nine years. But after a while, again, my husband, uh, his passport expired and we didn't get any guarantee from the authority that uh, they will gonna 
because they, if he just go back home to renew his passport, nothing will happen to him. We didn't get this authority. So we decided to move to Canada. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what's happened. So we start a new journey in Canada again. Yeah. But, but I love what you said, but you brought those skills with you. So yeah. there's been some wonderful organizations that helped you out because that's, I think, where we first met. So want to share a little bit. You hit the ground running here. Um, who were the first people that maybe helped you make some connections? Um, um ISENS, like uh, um, it's the organization who's really taking care about the immigrants and uh, uh, they helped us a lot. And we appreciate every single things really they give us uh, through the workshops, the helping to settle down. Um, they give us a lot and uh, it's really good, um, you know, to invest in this moment to say that we are really appreciate for everything that they give us uh, in ISENS. And they uh, also support us to establish our uh, business uh, my husband and I so it was like the first uh, the first organization the first connection we started up through the ISIS and then you know just we uh, things happen uh, in Canada and I think uh, Nova Scotia people they are really um, they are really friendly they are really helpful they are really supportive and we are really lucky that we choose Nova Scotia um um, to be the place where we were, uh, you know, just to start our life again. And so the wonderful part about uh, social media today and, and all of the things, so you've still been able to keep your connections in those other countries, still been yeah. able to freelance and do that while you're making connections here in Canada. So I think that's pretty cool that uh, we could say this woman is a global networker. So what are some <laughs> other perhaps keys to success that, you know, because I see you out at networking events and you're really good at that. What are some tips that you could pass on to somebody who's new, new to Nova Scotia? Um, invest yourself uh, in each um, knowledge that you can get from Canada. If they are new and uh, they are starting with ISENS, I just want to tell them just uh, invest yourself in what ISENS offer because they have that amazing workshops. They teach you how to make your connections and your networking. They fill in the gap that you need because, you know, we came from a different cultures. So, um, I'm pretty sure that uh, when you um, uh, start to build your networking, uh, or maybe you need you need a support to to start again and build your own networking, but you have to know how to do it in a right way. And I think ISENS is is really a good uh, place to start with. This is the first, and I I want also to say stay confident. Here there is a lot of opportunities. Just um plan and put your uh, put in your mind what do you want really want to do and what's really matter to you and you want to do it here in Canada and just to start um started because sometimes people they are they they are they don't know what they want um uh, Deline. so um this one these things maybe make the journey longer but if you know what what really you want to do, then you make you make things easy for yourself. Uh, 
before anything else. Yeah, so that's what I said for them. Through my experience, um, this is the way I I start my journey here in, in, in Canada and Nova Scotia especially. Exactly. And now when I look at you when we're at an event and how many people that you meet and you talk to, and certainly the first time you walk into a room, I know for myself, I used to be the person that stood in the back of the corner, but you have such a beautiful smile. You make great eye contact. That sure makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 And this is really important. Even like in media, always we tell the people, Make the eye content, um, uh, be confident, be open with others. That's make things easy to, you know, to connect with, with people. Share your experience, share your skills, share your story. This is an issue that really people like to talk and hear. Like people, they like really talk. They like uh, hearing stories, but also they like to talk about themselves. So also give them the chance to express express themselves and um, let you know who they are well and when you think about it that really in in um in your type of work in journalism the art of asking questions to me really is a superpower so give us an idea of a couple of questions you might ask somebody at a networking event to get them talking because that's really you want to hear what they have to say don't you yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always start with this, like, um, tell me more about what you are, what are you doing? And uh, I really give them the chance to uh, express their uh, passion and their work. So um, I uh, make a reaction while they are talking about their business. I interact with them and, uh, uh, and I ask them always uh, again about their business, how they are doing it, uh, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the unique of their uh, business. And really they like, um, they like that things and they talk more about their business and they feel more um, comfortable to tell you. Uh, and um, like from my my perspective, I said like uh, open the 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 door for the people to talk about themselves, so they will open for you the door to talk about yourself as well. Exactly, exactly. That uh, we have a saying: we have two ears and one mouth, and so we should listen accordingly. You you listen more than you talk, but don't you also find likely in in your conversation when you're working on a story with somebody. You've really got to get past those first one or two questions to really, really get that person talking. What do you find about that? About what, Darlene? When, when you first start a conversation, let's say you're going in to do a story on somebody, you know, you ask those couple of questions that gets them talking, but it likely takes a number of questions before you're really getting to the, to the heart of what the conversation's all about, right? Exactly. And I like... Um, what I do as well, that uh, if they talk about things, I share with them a small uh, a story, maybe that it's related to their business. Um, for example, if um, 
they have a renovation, let's say, uh, company. They are talking about their innovation uh, company. I can mention for them, like I have another, I have an experience about uh, this renovation things in the past, or I'm looking to do something in the future. So also like you um, give them a chance to make a discussion. You talk and they talk and uh, they share and you share your uh, experience. And when, when they uh, talk with you, they feel like, like more comfort comfortable and they want to know more about you what you are doing as well like also exactly. also they will return back to your question and they will ask you oh what about you what are you doing so yeah yeah but here's the thing when you can find something the human connection what have you got in common just like you said relating those stories the conversation flows a lot easier doesn't it yes Yes. And it's two ways conversation. It's not a one-way conversation. So you don't want just to sit and listen and you, you need to interact with them. So you have also um, to be smart to, uh, to establish this conversation and to keep this conversation. You don't want just to let them tell you what they are doing and just, you know, they move and finish. You want to keep this conversation. They want them, uh, you want them to ask you about your card and ask you about what you are doing. So um, deal with them as you like they deal with you. Always exactly. put yourself in their shoes and see how they, how you want the people to talk with you. What kind of question that you want them to ask you. So ask them. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So thanks so much for listening to Network Equals Net Worth and our wonderful uh, journalist, Wafa Alam. So Wafa, any last minute things for giving a networking tip to somebody today? Uh, stay um, patient. It's, it will take time, but it will going to work. Stay focused because when you focus on what you like to do and attend networking like the BNI networking, uh, I really love uh, uh, the BNI and the way uh, Darlene, you do the networking. Um, it's not only about money and business. It's about the social life. You build a social networking before you build a money or, um, you know, um, a business networking. Exactly. And I think um, this is what it's unique from the BNI. And always I told my colleagues or my friend in the business industry that just join us in the BNI um, networking and see how it's really easy, how things it's going. And I love this uniqueness in the BNI that the openness that have. Um, so, yeah, I, I learn a lot from the BNI, by the way. <laughs> well, and, and watch, we're really, you're the closest thing to anybody who's ever learned anything about networking, because really it is questions and getting getting to know people. And to me, that curiosity, you're always going to learn. And I don't know about you, I love learning something new every single day, but lifelong learning exactly. is another thing. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really a new member in the BNI, but I cannot explain for you. In each uh, meeting, I learned something new from uh, a person, uh, from the website, from a, a single meeting. Every time it's open a new thing in my eye, and I was like, 
oh, it's really new to me. Oh, I like to know more about it, which is, um, this is life. Like, it's not about only a business. This is, this is life. You learn everything, uh, every time a new thing. And you keep yourself open to learn and to connect with other people. And that this is, it's really rich in your life and your experience. And uh, if you ask about what's the difference between a the successful people or the people who didn't have the chance to be success. I think it's the most important things is the way you network with people. Though if you are really open to them or you're not open to them. Well, or you're so busy selling, you don't try to get to know the person first. Get to know the person first, find something in common. And business is gonna happen one way or another, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Network equals net worth. Everybody's got a story and I would love to hear yours. Thanks so much for listening. What you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes. Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going.